Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 219 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt. Joe's host, Carlos. Yeah. We're here. We're back in the studio. Sorry we missed a week there. Uh, but yeah, we're back. We got music to play. We got stuff to talk about. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, how you been, bud? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just all right. Oh, yeah. I got to thank our Black Belt patrons, uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjormson, Hop and Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Fedman. Feldman. If you want to be as cool as them, you should uh, help support us and keep the lights on here and join uh, uh, Patreon and sign up. It's pretty sweet. You should do it. Uh, yeah. What you been doing? Uh, well, uh, not a whole lot, actually. Uh, I've just been kind of just, when I'm not working, just kind of relaxing. Sitting in the sun? Soaking up some of this nice weather no, I, we've had. Not a lot of sitting in the sun, uh, a little bit, but you know I'm gonna burn if I get still in the sun too long. As I found out, what like uh, when uh, like between uh, Casey's birthday and then uh, <laughs> yep, and then I can't remember what it was. The, uh, oh, mowing the lawn. It's like oh, now I'm I got like a, I, that I, was during like the 90 degree heat wave that we had. Yeah, wasn't it? so I had like a full like I had like a farmer's tan going on. <laughs> it was like well, this isn't great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how quickly everything's growing and how green and lush everything is. I love it. We've been working at my parents' pool a lot too lately and uh, getting that all set up for the summer. Yeah, except like this whole weekend, it it was cold. Yes, yes, so. it was. Uh, yeah, pants and sweatshirts back on again. Uh, but yeah, overall it's been pretty great. Yeah. Any uh, new movies or anything? Uh. Trying to so trying to think what I I've, I'm sure I've seen something since we last I saw the Resident Evil movie from like two years ago. There was one that came out two years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, there Mila, was it, the combined Mila the wasn't in that games. one, right? No. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. This is this is a new one. Uh, before besides Neil McDonough, like it was like a, a lot of like cheap Canadian actors that they got. Okay. And like the actually, I was fine with the cast, and like, I thought the actors did fine. I think I thought that Wesker was wasted. Like they just they made him a comedy person instead of like uh, the serious guy who's because this one isn't by Paul W S Anderson. No, right? no, no, this it's, is it's something completely. This different. is something that was clearly made on. It was a I think it was a twenty five million dollar budget. Could okay. have been thirty five million dollar budget. I remember the trailer coming out and then in, in the theaters there for a bit. Whenever I had a chance to go see it, and I was kind of intrigued just it, because it was a branch off from normal. Not good. Not good. It's <laughs> not good at all. all right, uh, good the script to know. is terrible. Uh, <laughs> the actors are you know they did what they could. Uh, I, I'm fine with like a, a lot like so, like a lot of these actors are actors you've seen if you've seen any okay. any, any shows that were any sci-fi channel shows made in Canada. Okay. You've seen these guys. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so basically, it's something that didn't have to be rehashed again. They should. Just... I think they did it because they need, needed to do this, or they didn't have the rights. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I get it. Like it was gonna. Yeah. All right. Uh, if anything, they should redo the Silent Hill movies again or something too. But I don't. In general. In general, I yeah. So, but it's uh, yeah. So, it wasn't good. But there's there are some parts that like you could see like oh yeah, I, I they used most of the budget for us. So like that, that scene. <laughs> this big scene, the big and then fight this the other CGI stuff is terrible looking. Oh, and, like okay. it looks way better in the video game uh, of Resident <laughs> Evil Two, which is kind of funny that it works out that way. Yeah. No, I don't even know if I've been watching anything really now. Frick! I went to go see Blue Velvet in the theaters last night. That's why I wasn't here on DOO. Uh, I never thought I'd see that in the theaters before. It's the, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. David Lynch craziness, Dennis Hopper's in it, and, uh, what, Kyle McLaughlin and, uh, Laura Dern. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I saw, I, I don't know if I, we talked about, like, if we, where we were three weeks ago, but, like, I, uh, watched all of Moon Knight. I oh, how'd that. you like it? Yeah, you liked it? Yeah. I thought it ended awesomely. Everything that happened in there, like, the last two episodes is pretty freaking cool. 
how much how well he can like talk to himself throughout those scenes and you yeah. believe it's two separate people is absolutely amazing. Well, and, like that, that's crazy because like uh, he's he's just talking to himself. Like right. there's like a double there. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he has to he has to kind of then do the other uh, side too. Exactly. And, and yeah, I have to know like exactly how he dr- did those lines and everything. Too. And they'll have to like swap. So like he'll be like have to be like the one persona and then he's got to switch over to the other one. And yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's uh, props to him. He is freaking awesome. I, ever since Ex Machina and before that, he's he's just his repertoire has become huge and it's awesome. I like it a lot. Uh, but I'm trying to think if I saw any other TV. I don't think I saw any other TV shows. Yeah. I did see a video of somebody ranking all of Nicolas Cage's movies, <laughs> but I feel like they didn't include some of them. I was going to say, that'd be a lot to include. How long uh, was the video? It was like 45 <laughs> minutes. Oh, then they could be getting there. I think it was like a what culture <laughs> video. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Ever since watching uh, The Unbearable Weight, kind of Nick But Cage. like, uh, it also, like, it was uh, from like a year ago, okay. a year plus, and I, I don't think it had uh, Willy's Wonderland oh, okay. or stuff like this. Maybe Mandy and stuff. Uh, it did, it did mention Mandy. Okay. Mandy was yeah, Willie came out like right after Mandy and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. No, what about music? Anything? Uh, yes. Uh, so well, one thing is that uh, the current did their uh, their uh, their eight hundred ninety three or whatever eight hundred ninety three essential albums, which uh, they they did they haven't done that one for a couple of years. I enjoyed that one a lot. It's always fun listening to that. But basically, uh, the current is there is our local like uh, NPR uh, sponsored. Uh, music station and it's all like, like they have a eclectic mix of stuff including a lot of local stuff but this is uh, 893 albums that like our listeners uh voted for so like i can just rattle off the top yeah, 10 real yeah, quick what were they? so uh number 10 was malice davis's uh kind of blue okay. uh, number nine was joshua tree from u2 uh eight was aretha franklin's i never loved a man the way i love you all right seven was the rise and fall of ziggy stardust and the spiders from oh. mars from david bowie Six was Rumors from Fleetwood Mac. All right. Five, London Calling, The Clash. Nice. Four was Abbey Road from The Beatles. Yeah. Three was Blue from Joni Mitchell. Two, Nevermind from Nirvana. And take a guess. What do you think number one it's was? It's because they were in Minnesota. It's got to be something with Prince. Every time. It's always Prince. In the, like, I was At first, I was like, wow, there's no Prince on the top yeah, ten. Yeah, it's uh, Purple Rain from Prince. I'm, the first one. I, you know, I'm just glad that if I... Let me just see if there's any other Prince ones in the top 20. Nope, nothing else in the top 20 is, was Prince. I still have never listened to all of Joni Mitchell's Blue album. Uh, the River's on there, which is one of the best songs ever made. But also, yeah, I, that's on a lot of top lists. I guess I should maybe get on to listening to that someday. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, thanks, sir. I, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I had that going on while I was working uh, all week, and like I, nope. I like I have like a, I have like my company computer, which I can't stream music on anymore because mm-hmm. it uh because it shuts the monitor off. Oh, really? Which means that I can't pause the music. <laughs> yeah, <easily. right. laughs> and if I can't pause the music, and I have a call come in, I was like, yeah, well, shit. It, it makes it. So I was just having it on my phone. The whole yeah, time. yeah. Uh, no, but, that's cool. Uh, I forgot that. So yeah, but that was that was a fun thing to listen to. Like I just had I listened out in the yard quite a bit, like uh, just uh, throwing the frisbee for mm-hmm. the dog and yep, stuff yep, like that. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of albums that you forget about too in the mix there. And it's like yeah, eh, that's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, but then I also listened to uh, Arcade Fire's new album We. I have too. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's so so. Here's a oh I don't know if at this end of Empire one or two, but this is end of Empire Sagittarius A. Five. 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 Five.
Sagittarius God, I love that album. I've listened to it so many freaking times lately. Yeah. And I also listened to, and I saw this today. It's like, oh, Florence Machines. Yeah, uh, I new just album got dropped. the album in the mail, uh, vinyl. I haven't yeah, listened so to it yet. Yeah, so Dance Fever is the name of the new album. Uh, I didn't, and like, I listened to the whole thing through, and then, like, I didn't realize that, oh, there was another one I could have listened to that had like, four acoustic songs at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how'd you like it? I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed this album quite a bit. Uh, it, it sounds a lot like more Florence of the Machine. Like Some she of doesn't. The... She normally doesn't mix it up. They, one, like one yeah. or two of them does mix it up, but for, but for the most part, it sounds like more Florence. Some of the, of the videos that have been coming out, they're pretty weird and stuff, and I, I haven't really got to do it. But I want to sit down and listen to all of them. Like this one has Bill Nye in the music video. I haven't watched that one yet for free, but yeah, I have that. not watched the music videos. <laughs> so here's uh off of Dance Fever. Here's Cassandra. Makes me want to listen to that album a lot. Uh, I can't wait. I got it on vinyl now. The it's a it's only three sides, so it still has to be two albums. So there's nothing on the fourth side, but it's like this weird design, like uh, laser printed on the back of it. It's kind of cool. Cool. Um, I missed out on getting the signed ones, which I'm bummed about for a while. Uh, I also chose Arcade Fire as what I've been listening to. Uh, I was actually going to choose your song when I first was doing this one, but uh, I took Lightning out just so we don't have four Arcade Fire songs on here. But I cannot get enough of Age of Anxiety 2, Rabbit Hole. Uh, when it transitions into the dancey stuff, I love it so much. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
do think this album's pretty dang close to uh, something from their past. It's, they're not trying to recreate anything new, but it's also a new album. Uh, but yeah, they've always been trying to reach what they did on like suburbs and everything, but never quite got there. And I think they they reached some of that here. Uh, yeah, and some of the lyrics in there are just like, wow, I don't know. Uh, the other one that I picked from it is Unconditional One, Look Out Kid. That song right there is basically the epitome of Arcade Fire, and I, they touch on a lot of those things that just brings you back to being a child and stuff like that, which I've always loved about Arcade Fire. So yeah, go check out uh, Arcade Fire's new Wii album, and also Florence Machine's Dance Fever, I think it's called, right? I think it's called Dance Fever. Yeah, go yeah. check those out. They just came out this past week or two. Uh, let's go into music news. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, follow, also, some more Arcade Fire. Uh, following the release of Wii, uh, Arcade Fire have announced a North American tour dates, marking its first trek since Everything Now, which finished up in 2018. Beck will play acoustic support set on the North American dates, uh, with Feist uh, supporting the European dates. A dollar, pound, or a euro from every ticket sale will go to Compe, uh, which supports vulnerable co communities in Haiti, thanks to Arcade Fire's partnership with Plus One. I got my ticket immediately when they went on sale. I'm so excited. It's in November, so yeah. Uh, Florence and Machine stopped by the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon yesterday, or last week now, uh, to perform My Love from her new LP, Dance Fever. Before that, she made a surprise appearance to sing Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville with the man himself and sat down for an interview with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Florence discussed manifesting her Florence and the machine identity through her childhood fascinations with Rogue from X-Men, a Victorian ghost, and like uh, mermaids, adding, I wonder if one day I'll wake up and I'm back in my childhood bed. Florence's new album, Dance Fever, uh, came out this week. Here is a little bit of that just because it's kind of funny. Do, do, do. luck because we found someone great to finish singing it ladies and gentlemen here to sing the rest of margaritaville give it up for florence welch <laughs> nibbling on sponge cake never would have thought i'd hear florence sing Sit away again, and Margarita's 
Searching for my lost shaker song. <laughs> some people claim that uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yep. So I just had I just had to play some of that. That's that's great. Uh this is also funny. I didn't even realize they were still making them. Uh, Apple has finally announced that after more than 20 years, it's officially discontinuing the iPod. Uh, according to a statement, iPod Touches, the last remaining model, will uh, remain on sale through the company's website, Apple Stores, and authorized resale as well, and well supplies last. Yeah, I didn't even know. Does anybody use an MP3 anymore? I don't think so. No. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced its class of 2022. Eminem is being inducted in his first year of eligibility. He's also joined uh, in the class by artists who initially, by she initially declined, uh, but accepted the honor. Dolly Parton. Uh, the rest of the class is Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, The Eurythmics, uh, Pat and Pat Benatar. Uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place November 5th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Eurythmics, huh? Yeah, that would be cool seeing them play again. Uh, yeah, usually whenever they're inducted, they they play a little set or something. So yeah, I, I always love watching it when that happens. And Lionel Richie, how the hell is he not in there yet? So you you brought up uh, although going back a story like you talk, brought up like who uses MP3s anymore. So I I remember back when like uh like uh use like the for earlier days of iTunes and like uh, no no those were like in uh, MP3 form. It was all like in like MP4 or something. Yeah, or something. and they had the the protected files which are like ap4s or something so i could never afford like an ipod at the time or so or an, a nano or any of those things so i I'm like i so I'd, I'd always have like a cheap ass like mp3 player and guess what all those like itunes songs i bought like they could not be played on that thing <laughs> so like so i would oh, have no. to i would have to pirate music that i already bought yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. so i could have it on the mp3 player back in that time it was a lot easier to pirate mu- music too it's a lot harder now because everything's just freaking like, streaming and, like but... eventually i found out like i could like save it in a different format right but they they made you jump through hoops oh yeah i jumped through a lot of hoops messing around with those things back in the day and yeah i always it was always a cell phone in one pocket and my ipod in the other pocket and yeah. like oh this is a and like when i finally have a cell, had a cell phone it's like oh this is a this song would be great as like a, a ringtone. Oh my god, remember that? And then like, well, <laughs> I can't. It's a protected format, and my old, my dinky Nokia does not uh, play that. Nope, I, not at I all. can't do that. I gotta convert it Did over. Did you ever do the the callback tunes or whatever? So when you're calling somebody, they had a song playing instead no. of a ring. Yeah, I remember a few I never people had that. that for a while. Yeah, silliness, I know. Well, yeah. Um, it's already been over two years since Mike Chemical Romance played their lone reunion show at the Shrine Exposition Hall in Los Angeles. Now Gerard Way and the band get ready to return to the road, uh, and they've shared a new song, their first one since 2014. It's called The Foundations of Decay. Uh, yeah, there's a Vice article that I was scrolling through, and it said, uh, old, old emos or something, and they just had a bunch of pictures of the latest show in uh, London, I think is where it was, somewhere like that, and it was just all the people dressed up. It was pretty awesome. Uh, but here is a little bit of the Foundations of Decay.
definitely different than uh, a lot of other MyChem stuff that I've heard before, so that's kind of cool. See if they come up with anything else. Uh, Gerard Way also released a few tracks on SoundCloud in 2020 and also just released the single Here Comes the End for uh, the Netflix show Umbrella Academy, which is his, uh, his baby there. Yeah, that's probably going to be one of the last shows I see on Netflix before I cancel my subscription. I was just thinking about that, because yeah, Stranger Things is wrapping up, the Umbrella, Cor- the Umbrella and Academy. And I might re-up it when they finally get around to dropping uh, Sandman. Oh, they're they're going to be the ones doing Sandman. Yeah, they're doing Sandman. <clears throat> All right, interesting. Yeah, otherwise there isn't a whole lot on Netflix for me. Either, when I like I just don't it. watch it every now and then. Yeah, that's the last the last app I usually <laughs> choose to play nowadays, which is wild because that's all I used to ever have. All right, and the last article, uh, Vangelis, the composer who scored many films, has died at the age of 79. Uh, an innovator in electronic music, Vangelis is arguably best known for his work of works on Chariots of Fire and Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. It's also no, It was noted by many upon the release of Harrison Ford. It was noted by many upon the release of the Harrison Ford starring film that Vangelis' score was as important a component as Ford's character Rick uh, Deckard in the beginning and bringing in the futuristic noir film to life. Uh, years on. Yeah, it, uh, it, kind of, like, it really, uh, really set the tone. Like, it's kind of like how Star Wars. It wouldn't be, the, like, without John Williams. Yeah, Orchestra, it wouldn't be the same. It would just be another of those, like, shitty budget, like, the, shitty star, like, science, like, fiction from the era. From that opening of Blade Runner 2 going over the city and just the, the weird, oh, God. Yeah. It, you, can, you can picture and hear it exactly in your head. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's, that's what the whole movie is basically. Yeah, that score wasn't there. Uh, years on, it's considered by many to be a hallmark in the chronologically chronology of uh, electronic music. Vangelis' work on Chariots of Fire earned him an Academy Award in 1981 for Best Original Score. The soundtrack also reached the top of the Billboard charts in 82, and the film's opening theme called Titles on the soundtrack album topped the Billboard Hot 100. The theme has also been used in the Olympic Games quite often. And yeah, we were doing something with that theme, I thought, when, when we were, had the drone or something, I can't remember. If you heard with, it, uh, it's Van- when all the people are running on the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we <clears throat> I, I remember Chariots of Fire came up. There was something we were doing, something where it was like, disp- I can't remember. It was, what it was. you know, it was, uh, I, it was some, some stupid thing we were doing in the yard where <laughs> we would, we were, we had like, oh, it was the, 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 we were trying to throw the tiki torches or something. And yeah, yeah, we were trying to throw something across the yard, but it was some awkward thing that wasn't easy to <laughs> yeah, throw. Yeah, that was at your guys' old place. <laughs> so we, just, we were just playing this thing where we we're trying to throw uh, this like very awkward. Awkward and heavy thing. Casey's still got to have that TikTok somewhere because that's when can. he first started doing TikTok. And it's just chariots of fire. <laughs> oh, I have you remembered because as soon as I wrote that article, I'm like, what the frick was that? <laughs> yeah, we were throwing something across the yard. All right, so yeah, that's the news. Let's go into our weekly theme. Welcome to the weekly theme. The theme this week is the hits keep coming. Uh, yeah, this is a really good one, actually. I don't, I don't know if we actually did do something like. There's probably things we did kind of like it. This but. was this is hard for me to wrap up because I, I I had to keep thinking about all right. Who have I listened to all every album, and also thought that every album was good? 
I found it super easy because I've been on Last FM since 2008, so I looked at my uh, top albums of all time and I picked from my top 10, but then I also took into account that I listened to a lot of CDs before that I was doing that. So uh, yeah, otherwise I just went from my top 10 to my number one. Because uh, it's hard for me to, like, oh, you're going for the listen, ones you listen to what, the yeah, most. Yeah, because that means I absolutely oh. love those albums. And uh, oh, I, 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 oh, so I'm going with... Uh, the bands that like they never did a bad song. Oh, album. I thought you were talking about the no. album in general. Like every song on there is a perfect song. Oh well, this is gonna that just ruined my topic for next no, next no. time. Like I, I can't do that topic anymore. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt. No, I'll, yeah, that's I'll, a... I'll, I'll just I'm just gonna delete this off there. It's gonna. <laughs> The next top, top topic for next show is going to be Castaway Catalog, our five albums we want to be stuck with on a desert island. Oh, shit. That's so a I'm good gonna, Well, these aren't the albums I want on a desert island, though. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to put that in the back. <laughs> we're going to put that in the backlog. We'll bring in some other topics. For some for reason, next I week. remember it was like if seven songs are great on the album and only a couple suck, then that's why we chose well, it was this like, one. Well, like because uh, if, if a couple suck as far as like looking at the entire backlog. Because ah. like, sometimes they'll have like a, a pretty average looking Because, yeah, I was looking at one of your albums. I was like... Really? That's one of your all-time favorite albums? No, no, no. This is not. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of another topic on the fly. I like the desert. I've always wanted to do his desert island stuff. We'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do something else. I'll do it live. Fuck I'll it. it live. I'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Well, oh no. So yeah, my list is uh, the, the hits that keep coming. This is like that makes uh, sense now. Okay. Uh, so I, I was gonna say like I'll wait till the end because I'd see if like you have one of the because uh, I forgot a, a band that I was gonna have on my list as I completely kept forgetting, and Who's now that? I'm pretty sure you're not gonna have on your list because you're not doing essential. <laughs> when you sent me your list of bands too, so it was like, a Gorillas. It was, I, was I, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I thought I had them on my list like because I was writing down like the list of these bands that are going along, <laughs> but I did not put Gorillas down. And their Gorillas is uh, shit. I don't think they've done a bad album. It's like I remember hearing the first of their albums and like a fucking GameStop of all places. God, I remember I, I even last week I went and re-listened to the episode and I, that, that last part of the episode, I swear that's what we talked about. Oh, well. All right. So uh, my first one is, well, it's Nirvana. Like they, they, they didn't put, they didn't, they weren't around long enough to put out a bad album. <laughs> uh, here's a uh, come as you are. From they Nirvana. weren't around long enough to put out a bad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, my my first one's uh, Kings of Leon, which uh, yeah, all their albums they have good songs for the most part. <laughs> but uh, I'll just continue with what I was uh, planning on it. It says I've listened to this album 291 times on my uh, last FM, so that's one of the reasons I chose this album. Uh, it, I chose uh, King of the Rodeo from uh, their their Youth and Young Manhood album. 
music video is fun because they have a line dance to the song, which is pretty great. Uh, and actually, that was Aha Shake Heartbreak album. Sorry. All right. So my next one on the other topic, because we're doing <laughs> just two different topics. Uh, one where it's just the, the hits that uh, that Matt kept hitting. And then for me, it's the, the hits it's that they cake. never stopped making. <laughs> uh. so, so mine is uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, so there, like there's uh, like one or two albums in there that are like kind of like earlier. Some of the earlier albums like that are kind of average, but they still have some really good hits oh my on God, there. Yeah. And like I wouldn't say that they're bad. And then, like some of their their stuff, like uh, like the 2011 album uh, "Wasting Lights," I believe it was the one that came out, was a, like completely different sound, but was amazing from my perspective. And like, there's yeah, there's a, been a lot of good stuff over the years, and they just they just keep doing a great job. So here's times like these from Fighters. Again, uh, if I was on your topic, then I would pick probably Lady Gaga as my next one. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's every single album she's had has gotten a number one hit on it, and she's been around probably what 2007 or eight now, something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's been Gaga. a while, yeah. And yeah, every single thing she brings out, so that'd be on that one. Uh, but my next one for my list is it says I've listened to this album 332 times. Plus, I have no clue how many times I listened to it in my car on CD. Uh, but it's the used self-titled album, The Used. Uh, came out 2002, and the song's called Taste of Ink. Is it what the can you even hear me? Standing with your spotlight on me. Not enough to feed the hungry. Take this down my talker. It happened once it was. 
Yeah, I never uh, listened to a lot of the use, but I, I know uh, the bird and the worm always ended up. Oh yeah, that was that was Pandora a big song when that freaking thing came out. That's for sure. So my next uh, artist who or, or, is the uh, one who's like also has never stopped putting out hits, or from my perspective, is Coulter Wall. Uh, basically, like like earlier on, like his albums like were like he sounded like just like Johnny Cash, but like uh, some of his like, like more recent stuff is like he's like it's more of a different voice uh, he's not sticking just with like a johnny cash sound sm- sounds like he smoked a pack like a <laughs> right five packed of cigarettes a day every day uh even at the even in his 20s so here's a uh, his cover of uh big iron so here's big iron from culture wall now the strangers started talking made it plain folks around was an Arizona Ranger, wouldn't be too long in town. He came here to take an outlaw back alive or maybe dead. And he said it didn't matter, he was after Texas Red. After Texas Red. Wasn't long before the story was relayed, Texas Red. But the outlaw didn't worry, men that tried before were dead. Twenty men that tried to take him, twenty men that made a slip. Twenty-one would be the ranger with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. Well, the morning passed so quickly, it was time for them to meet. It was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street. That's so great. I also I just love Big Iron. I, yeah, that I, whole Marty Robbins album is absolutely amazing. Yeah, the that's, Gunslinger Ballads. I, I've heard it so many times playing uh, Fallout New Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, that's one of those classic songs that they had like uh, uh, they got the rights to having in their uh, the game, and so I've heard it so many times and. It's, uh, no, it's, every time I hear a cover of it, I gotta listen to it, or I see a cover of it available. So yeah, what's uh, what's your next one where you've just listened uh, uh, album you've listened to like numerous times? So are some of these okay if they die though? The like if on your category, or are you talking about if they're still oh, alive? Oh no, like if they're, they're if they're still alive and like up to this point they haven't really seen anything bad, or if they've died and, and nothing bad really. Uh, came I, I try to avoid uh, going with people who like put out one album that was really good and then died. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's just a bummer. Because, yeah, I was going to say, somebody like, uh, well, I'm thinking back in the 90s and through the 2000s, somebody that was big, like a Garth Brooks or somebody like that. Or somebody like, like uh, well, he put out a bunch of albums. I'm sure yeah. some of them were. I, I haven't listened to enough Garth Brooks to say. Like, I'm just thinking, Garth like, Brooks. all the stuff that was on the radio back when I was growing up. But, like, like uh, who did uh, Big Bad Leroy Brown? Uh, that was... Uh, uh, D- David Allen Coe. No, not David Allen Coe. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... Oh, no. Time in a bottle. Uh, it's uh, not... <laughs> If I could save time in a bottle, operator, I know it. Uh, Jim Croce. There yeah, you go. he uh, he all, he's like, a, for example, he's like a like his album. It was like one album he got out yeah, he before he died. Two, if anything, but yeah, yeah every single song is freaking great. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah. So I, I didn't include anybody like that. Okay, all right. Well, then I I did. 
<clears throat> I think I'd add Cher to my list then as well, mm -hmm. because she went from uh, uh, Sonny and Cher, and then to a tragic accident, to go into a solo career, then becoming a badass pop diva again in the 2000s, I believe, and then continued after that. So Cher would be that list, I guess. Also in a movie. And movies. Or two. Or two, or three, or four. Uh, but in my list, which also kind of works for it, is uh, Radiohead. Uh, it's the Kid A album, and it says I've listened to it 376 times, uh, which is pretty faithful because that's about when I started getting obsessed with these guys. Uh, and I chose the national el na national album, the national anthem from that album on Kid A. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Radiohead should definitely be on that list. I mean, every single album. So do you think they did any ones that were bad? I haven't listened to enough uh, Radiohead I, albums. The only album I haven't listened to is Pablo Honey, and that's just because it's so not them. Creeps on that album, but there's nothing else famous on it. But everything after that, it's kind of genre-bending, and everything has been great. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd put them on that list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, my next one from uh, just the, like bands that just keep uh, hitting out of the park would be Cage the Elephant. Uh I like all their albums. Like the yeah. only one that would be like is like starts like being going into like average territory is their second album. Okay. Um like but even that one has like uh Take Me Down and some other songs on there that are great. Mm -hmm. And then like th after that they came like cuz their first album was like really scratchy but like really I really like that scratchy sound that they had going for it. and then like they got like their their later albums were uh great too. So here's a uh, cold, cold, cold from Cage the Elephant. Because 
don't think I've ever heard that song, actually. That was good. Yeah, I hope they never stop making albums. I know. They they have a very... It's like the Foo Fighters. They have a very good... Like, they know what they're doing. And they also, like, have a unique sound to mm-hmm. them, too. Yeah, like, yep. even... The, uh, like, their albums don't sound like each other, but they still have this unique sound right. to them, so... Uh, <clears throat> my next one. I guess you can't really add him to the list, but you can. It's David Bowie. Uh, he had some... He had, like, two terrible albums in the 90s. The rest were great. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, he's got a hit from every single album, too. So I guess he can be on there. I don't know. Uh, but I guess I've listened to Hunky Dory 507 times, as my last FM would say. So I chose Life on Mars. And she's hooked to the silver screen. But the film is a sad thing for. For she's lived it ten times or more. Could spit in the eyes of fools as they ask her to focus on singers fighting in the dance hall. Oh man, look at those cavemen go. It's a freaky show. Take a thing is i don't think you could say that he's had nothing but hits i know i know yeah. that i mean every album has at least had one song on it except for like i said there's two in the early two early 90s that were pretty bad but then he got back into greatness again yeah. so <laughs> all right so uh my final one and it's it's hard like when you're pr- making songs for years and years and years <laughs> like how like it's hard to be uh, be able to like consistently put out good stuff well, it turns out that if you just choose the good stuff and then just make your own version of it, it helps. So here's Weird Al. Uh, I'm going to put Weird Al as my final one, <laughs> the hits that keep on coming, because like, he just keeps making great stuff. And like he's put out so many albums that have been uh, like great. Some just his great, like not covers, his great... Uh, uh, his great fun versions of them. Yeah, I, I I can't knock you at all. I mean, he's got his career and he's done what he's done with it, and I just choose not to like and, him that much. But I can't argue with. And him I'm looking forward to his uh, movie that's coming out. Yeah, fucking Daniel Radcliffe playing him. That'll be awesome. Yeah, uh, except uh, like it's apparently a Roku movie, so I don't know how I'm going to see it. I didn't even know Roku made movies. I didn't either. <laughs> Shit. So uh, here's uh, I decided to go with Ode to a Superhero from Weird Al. It's a pretty sad day at the funeral Norman Osborn has bitten the dust And I heard Harry said he wants Spider-Man dead Ah, but his buddy Pete he can trust La la, diddy da, da dum. 
especially how long his career has been too. It's it's very yeah. long. Yeah. And like he like I know like he put an album out in 2012 and uh I I'm sure he's done probably an album since then too. I feel like he had one come out during COVID time too. Yeah, he he had I know he had songs that came out during COVID. Okay. It says he's going to be at the State Theater July 24th, just so you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my final one is definitely not in this category, but they haven't made a bad album, so that helps out on that one, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, with Oblivion with Bells by Underworld, I've listened to this album 595 times, I guess. Uh, and I, I still love it to this day. I had a lot of fun listening to that back in the day. Uh, here is the best mumji ever. That's uh, that's my favorite album of all time, I guess, right there. Go, if you're going <laughs> off of uh, my list, there, uh, uh, it would be it would be hard for me to try to get those statistics because, like, for for me, uh, like I had like uh, for years, it'd be like I would just be like, oh, I just was playing i uh, iTunes off of my laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I eventually did get a like a used shuffle that I would use when I was working overnight shifts. Yeah, they. In which case, like that would just boost like the whatever I put on the shuffle like I'll over. A whole bunch of times. I was happy that Pete introduced me to that back in 2008 because, yeah, it was. Every time I hooked my iPod up to my computer, it automatically scrolled. Then they have the silent scrolled in the back here. So whenever you listen to music, it adds to it still. See, I, I usually, I had, a, I, I had just, I just would uh, put together a playlist mm-hmm. of what I wanted to listen to. Yep, yep. Well, that still add plays to everything that you so listen So, like, to. probably, like, if I had to list, like, <laughs> uh, the top three albums that I've listened to over and over and over again, uh, just just because I had a shuffle mm-hmm. and it would work overnight shifts. <laughs> it would probably be, uh, and I, I also wouldn't play them on shuffle. I would, right, just, right. I would just play them in order, yep. which is why I put the playlist together. And it was careful. I had to be, it was hard to get them in the right order. Yeah, because there's no screen on the shuffle. I add either, them right? and remove them. And so, yeah, there's no screen. So yep. I have to like add them, remove them, like correct Every now and then, God damn it. It's like, oh, I have the albums in the wrong order. <laughs> so it would probably be uh, the Proto Men Act 1 and 2. Okay. And probably the number one that I heard probably heard the most times would be Archive. Uh, I can't remember which album that was. That uh, I think it was like is the band Archive. The band name of the band is Archive. Okay. I don't know if I know uh, them. Let me just double check what. Uh... All right, my updated list <clears throat> for this would be uh, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Radiohead, David Bowie with an asterisk because of his two albums, uh, and then Michael Jackson would be my number one. Controlling Crowds. That was the name of the album. Yeah from archive oh i've seen that cover yeah. before 
Uh, the reason I choose Michael Jackson, I don't really count his 72, 73 album when he's a little boy. I count more his 1979 on because he's an adult making his own music basically then. So like Off the Wall, Thriller, Bad, Dangerous, History, Past, Present, Future, Book One, and Invincible are all absolutely amazing albums. So Michael Jackson would be my number one there. Uh, I'd have to look at David Bowie's list, but I can tell you, actually, that one's not that bad either. But there's one, it's like Seven, seven Thursday's Child. It's a good song, but the rest of the album's absolutely terrible, and ours is pretty terrible as well. Otherwise, the rest of David Bowie, oh, and you can minus his Durham anthology, because that's not that great either. <laughs> At the very... like he, he put out a lot of stuff. Not everything's going to stick when yeah. you put out a lot of stuff. Well, and also, yeah, so that's before he turned into David Bowie. It was Davy Jones still, and it's, you know, the the, the laughing yeah. gnome and stuff like that's pretty terrible. It's not good. No. So I don't ever want to hear it again. Start, start with Space Oddity and go from there, basically, and then it's two albums in the 90s that are bad. Everything else is absolute gold, so... Yep, I, I, there, there's my quick list. Lady Gaga, T-Swift, Radiohead, David Bowie, Michael Jackson. Yep. Cool. <laughs> One of these days I'll listen to a Taylor Swift album. It's, it's just, I mean, I don't, I personally haven't really listened to a Taylor Swift album, but I know since 2004, every single album she had has had number one hits, and she can do no wrong, I guess, in everybody's eyes, so... Yeah, and she re-recorded all her old stuff to so she had her own rights to it. I don't know, she's pretty badass. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add, sir? Uh, no. All right, let's close it out. Need more time for a a theme? No, I got it. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released uh, every other Thursday. The theme for our next show is... Hit me, baby, one more time! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the topic next time is going to be hit me, baby, comma, one more time. Yeah. This is for uh, artists and bands that we just wish either the bands got together one more time Ooh. or the artists like rose from the grave to d- release one more album. Oh, so, yeah. Or rose from the grave. I'm putting it in parentheses. <laughs> Uh, Rose from the Grave. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'll have to. I can't just choose David Bowie because that's on every single thing. But, every, you know. We know David Bowie yeah. would be on there. <laughs> Bands back together or Rose from the Grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty easy. All right. Hit me, baby, one more time. That is the theme for our next show. Uh, I was going to say Desert Island Discs. That's my favorite show on BBC, and I'm so happy I get to listen to it every other Thursday at the bar. If you get a chance, Desert Island Discs on BBC, they interview... The la- the latest, latest one that I thought was amazing was uh, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin was just on there. And basically, she interviews this, these people for like an hour, and these people then choose like songs they'd want to bring to a desert island or like what part of their life it meant to them. And it's really fun, really fascinating, especially getting those deep dives and like freaking Robert Plant's history. So cool. go check it out. And then you reminded me of that for your Desert Island songs that we're going to do. All right. For updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios. You can follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Uh, actually, I changed that to Instagram. Why isn't that updated? Uh, flagship show Department of Defense is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the fun at blindnewstudios.com slash live. The show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website, Blind Ninja Studios, or you can subscribe on any one of your favorite uh, podcast apps and uh, just don't miss an episode. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave uh, and Blind News News, you help support us. At the bottom of our homepage, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a buck. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindnewsseries.com or even easier, message us on Facebook. We'll see you again in two weeks. 